Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What about that podcast, Lynn? Oh, my Lanta, we were staring at the numbers. <laughs> well, Hank's pushing the buttons. It's a little, um, yeah, Dan is a little, we're a little dum, uncertain. Dum, dum. Dan's not feeling well. Dan doesn't feel well. So, what? We have taken over the asylum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lanta, y'all. Okay, so I'm Hank Meadows. I am the senior host. <laughs> Of this podcast of the Mosaic of Marion, I've got my home slice, Miss Mona, hey, who hey. is the co-host. <laughs> I was going to say junior oh, host, but you're not really the junior host. You're co-host. I should be senior host. I'm a co-host. You're a co-host, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And if you want to know, going way back, Miss Mona Selden. <laughs> y'all, y'all, we went back and listened to one of our earlier podcasts. Do me a favor, please don't. <laughs> Oh, my Lanta, we were so formal. We were so rigid. and Mona was like, I'm so thankful so- <laughs> to be on this podcast uh, discussing the word of God. We certainly didn't laugh very much. No, we didn't. Like, I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. And now, now we're like, what up out there, y'all? Now you, you, know, you see us. Now that we're a little bit more comfortable. But, you know. Yeah. Hey, 244 people have listened to that very first podcast. You people are crazy. <laughs> We don't know how many continued to listen to other episodes. We but. tried literally just before on air. Mona pulled it up because she heard it on the way to Encounter Weekend. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Deeper Steel Ministries, Lisa Miners. And um, she said somehow it just came up. And so she played it for us and we were like, oh. I said, I finally said, turn it off. <laughs> I couldn't listen to it all. I know. It can't happen. Anyway, we're in John again. Um, we're on the sixth of seven miracles, mm-hmm. but then you said we're going to do an eighth thing. A, a thing, yeah. It's not a miracle, but it talks about the miracles. Yes. And you want to do that, and that's going to be a little surprise for people. Okay. Okay. If you've read the book of John, you know where it's at. Dun, dun, dun. Foreshadowing. You might be able to figure it out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, so so it's good. So it's good. I survived first grade this week, so it's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's always a welcome <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, yeah, so I like finished up my sermon early this week. Yeah. And I know I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Now I'll go do what I got to do. I got to make some visits tomorrow. Love on some people. There you go. So, all right. Anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to John chapter nine. This is, um, this is, this probably has my most favorite sarcastic moment <laughs> of all of scripture. Okay. All right. Do you know the part I'm talking about? Uh, well, I probably could figure it out. Probably. probably. Okay. And if you, when you're reading it in just a second, if you figure it out, you go, is that it? And I'll be honest and I'll tell you what it is. It's just great. This dude is great. So anyway, Mona's going to read and she's going to read, uh, However much you want to. I know that was the big question. Where, no, it was I, your big question. It wasn't my big question. I didn't say I said it was the big question. <laughs> I mean, I could See, read the whole never chapter. Done this. We would have never done this on the first few podcasts. We'd have been like, okay, I'll read whatever you want to, Hank. And I'd be like, well, please read. Now it's like, hey, just make sure you get through, you know, um, sort of toward the end. I mean, 
well, read the whole stinking thing. The whole thing. Okay, 41 now, verses. Now, don't read slow. Do I usually read slow? Well, on occasion. I do? On occasion. I thought I was a good reader. I, I didn't say you were a poor reader. <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes you read slow. Okay. All right. Well, if you only got two verses, there's no need to speed read it. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes we only have two verses. This All time right. we have... Apparently, I'm reading the whole chapter nine of John. Oh, well, I mean, do, if you don't want to, don't. No, I will. You're the co-host here. I enjoy reading loud. I don't know if anyone wants to listen. All right. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having, <clears throat> having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus, made mud, and anointed my eyes and said to him, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees asked again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. <clears throat> Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he had has opened your eyes? He said he is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this you, your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents asked, answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> his parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. 
The man answered, why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. And if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, you were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. All right, that's good. Okay. Yeah, let's stop there. (laughs) I love that. Hey, let's pray. Father, Lord, we love you. God, give us um, belief, strength, courage, faith. Uh, What we have and you've given to us may be stretched, God. And God, I pray for one out there who may not be physically blind, but spiritually, that you would open the eyes of his heart to see you as you are the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Wow, that's awesome. Did you figure out what was my favorite sarcastic statement? No, I didn't. One thing I do know, I would blind, but now I see. <laughs> I know that may not like be sarcasm. Me, that's right. like really good sarcasm. Yeah. And then he, and then at the, right there, he said, wow, this is an amazing thing. <laughs> yes. That's really good. Right, anyway. right. So anyway, so we see a lot in here to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um. I am intrigued by this question that they answered. They asked you. They asked at the beginning. Yeah. Who sent him or his mama mm-hmm. or his parents? Why would you throw him in? Right. He was born that way. Born blind, right? So yeah. Why? Right. There, there, was a, there, there is a thing that the Jews at this time thought a child in the womb could sin. There, mm-hmm. there was some thought back then. But I'm like, what in the world? Why? And, and they were trying to tie in... Um, um, sin, personal sin, and affliction and suffering. Mm-hmm. But all they had to do was go ask Job, and right. that would be proven that that's not right. always the case. Right. You know, I, I think I said it last week or the week before. Sometimes you're in the middle of the storm because God put you there, right? To show Himself yeah. strong. Yep. And to, I mean, that's what He did last week. And then last week we dealt with that Him walking yes, on water. That's right. Yeah. Um. So sometimes you're right in the middle of his will, and he just wants you to to see him as he truly is. Right. It's an it's a, a it's progressive. Um, well, like next week we're going to look at this a little bit when we deal with the um, raising of Lazarus. Mm. You know, Mary and Martha had good theology, but they didn't have full theology. Right. Yes. Right. And so the disciples, with that, and, and with this as well, their theology was good, but. It had to grow, and so does all of ours. Yes, you never know it fully. Right, I, I am against any believer, quote unquote, that thinks they have all the theology they ever need. Right, you can always learn something. Yes, absolutely. No matter how long you've been at it, no matter how many times. I literally just re- finished. I, I was telling you, I've literally finished reading the Bible through this year mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. and now I'm trying to read the New Testament through again. And some would say, well, you're done now. Why don't you quit? No, you're never. I, I learn something every oh, right. time right. I sit before um, his throne right. and listen. Right. So what do you, what do you think as, you, as we start out? We're well, just getting going. <laughs> um, well, and it's interesting that, that initially that question came from his disciples because then later it's 
it's all about the Pharisees and the Pharisees yeah. asking questions. And so the disciples, you kind of get the the sense that the disciples were truly wanting mm-hmm. to find information. Whereas later when we get with the Pharisees that, that they, I mean, they're just looking to accuse Jesus. So you see totally different mindsets there with that. Um, and so, um, yeah. Well, one has a basis of knowledge and right. one has a basis of self-righteousness. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Right. What they were really doing when they said give glory to God, they were saying, listen, you join with us. They had no tangible reason not to believe a miracle had occurred, yet they chose not to. Right, right. I mean, that, that's really a lot of times what an unbeliever will do. Mm-hmm. They have no reasonable, rational thought to not say yes to Jesus, yet they still do in their unbelief. Right. And so they're like, just discredit him and come on and be with our side. Be in the unbelief that we're in. Right. I wonder how many people will ultimately find themselves in hell because they just chose to stay in unbelief. Yeah. When it was right there. And and I and to think that they probably knew the truth. I was going to say that, right? Yeah, there's probably many who... who know it and realize it, but they won't accept it. And so, um, yeah. For whatever reason. But, right. That's just, that's. Won't surrender to it. Yeah. Man, that is like self-righteous piety yeah. on the highest level. Right. So let's get back to this. So I wish Dan was here because I had this question for you both. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. It was not this man's sin or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Now, listen carefully. (laughs) Did God make this dude blind? I mean, that no. (laughs) Why not? Why not? What do you mean? Why Why didn't God make him blind? Well, I mean, he, it, it was just the, how everything came together when he. But was, wouldn't that be against God's character? To make him blind, yes. That would show a mean side. Right, right, right. But, and that's every time I read this, I, I think about that. So, what does it mean here when he says, but he's not blind because of sin, but just so that God's work, glory can be, excuse me, that the works of God can be displayed in him? What's he saying? Well, he's saying that no matter what the difficult situation is, that God's work can be seen, that God's work can be displayed, God's work can be done. Um, And so no matter what the situation is. Yeah. I I wrote in my Bible, I said, God did not cause this, Mm -hmm. but he did use this. Yes. Right. God can use it and just showing another aspect of him, mm-hmm. the ability to do what none other could do. Yeah. And, and when I wrote over here, um, when he says, why this, you know, part of sarcasm, why this is an amazing thing. <laughs> you didn't know where he comes from. And yet he opens his eyes. Only deity could do what, what happened. Exactly. Only the supernatural exactly. could do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And so for them to just be like, nah, I don't believe it. How can you? How can you not say a miracle was done? Right. It is befuddling to me. Right. Well, and you can sort of tell, I mean, I don't know if we're jumping ahead, but you can sort of tell that they're working awful hard to not yeah. believe it because they keep asking this over and over. Are, is this really the man? Are you sure this is the man? Is this really the man? Ask mom and dad. Well, <laughs> well then they turn the attack to, they, is this real? was he really blind right. the whole time? Yes, that, right. Come so on. they're working really hard 
not to believe this miracle that and to discredit that, it any yeah, way form right to the ultimate they say look just just discredit him right just right. give the glory to God say it was God well now we know we're like he was mm-hmm. giving the glory to God mm-hmm. and it's amazing to me that they tell him give glory to God and over here in one translation it says but that the glory of God could be seen yes I mean in this scene when these things happen and 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 you know, I think back. You're about your your daughter's about to have a baby, give birth. Any day, poor shout girl. out, girl. Come on, Ollie, we're waiting for you. And I, you know, just went through it with my daughter, right. and um, that that birth of a child is such mm-hmm. a miracle. Yep. You know, I think really when I was out in the far country and my kids were born, I sort of just like, eh, it's just birth. But man, now I look at it and I'm just like, what a miracle! Yeah. Everything that could go wrong. Yep. Yeah. And wow, it's yeah. just a miracle. Mm-hmm. But then I, I I love this statement. And then Jesus is saying, but then he, he, he gives us a, a statement. He says, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Here's what he's saying. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. And I love Richard Baxter was a Puritan preacher. And he's quoted as saying this one time. I preach as to never having thought I'll preach again. Mm. And I'll preach as a dying man to dying men. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And and so I try that because I want to be, and that's the reason that people say, well, you know, preacher, you always end up with an invitation. You're always telling about Jesus and everything ends up sort of evangelist, evangelistically because I want the last thing I say from the pulpit to be right. if I never stand in it again, right. which would crush me. Right. But if I never stand in it after Sunday, I want to be able to say, I ended telling them about Jesus right. yeah, and calling them mm-hmm. to come to Jesus. And, the, and these words from Jesus are a reminder that, and I think maybe I'm just rewording what you said, but that there will come a time when, yeah. when it won't, you know, the night is coming and we won't be able to do the work and yeah. because it, it will be, time will be done. I mean, I think about Peter in Second mm-hmm. Peter when he says, you know, People say, where is he? Where is this coming? Right. And he's like, I'm just telling you, <laughs> a thousand years is a day in heaven, right. and a day in heaven right. is a thousand years here. There is, and I literally, did you look at my notes? No, I can't. I have it written at the top. No. I, I said, we must work as if this there is no tomorrow. Yeah. And then right below it says, because one day, there won't be. There won't be. Right. right. There just won't be. Mm-hmm. You won't be. And so Jesus, even Jesus is saying, for his life, he had to work like there was no yes, tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, and he knew when his last tomorrow right, was. Right. But he's like, we all, and mm-hmm. he said, we work like there's no tomorrow. We got to work while it's light, while there's the ability to do work. Right. We got to do it because he knew there was going to come a time when he couldn't do that work. Now, he would still be working on the cross and working in the tomb. But he's like, we got. I'm giving you this picture of every day working for the Savior, which goes to what you want to talk about after we finish the miracles that right. He worked daily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. daily. I'm, I'm, if you read between the lines, you'll figure out where I'm going with this. He worked daily stuff that we don't even know that He did, right? But we know He did, right? And so that that's all we have. So where where well, are you at this point? So and so then when I'm thinking so i may you can tell me if i'm all right but um thinking about that work that we have to do that um ties in to the glory of god being displayed mm-hmm. and so that's what that's what 
ultimately it's all about yeah. that we're doing that works to display the glory of God and the, and to let God work through us yes so that His will we pray not my will but Thy will be mm -hmm. done like Jesus mm -hmm. we we dealt with the Lord's prayer you can go back and listen to those because I think they were all <laughs> yeah. on the up and up <laughs> not the, not on the, all of them were on the up and up but some were just like yeah but you know He says. This is how you pray. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done on earth right. as it is in heaven. And shouldn't that be all of a Christian's heart's cry? Right. It's for his will to be done right. on earth. Mm -hmm. and, and having it done on earth means that he does it through us. We're to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're to be the ones going for him. I don't lead people to Jesus, but I lead them to the one who can save them. If you want to say that, lead them to Jesus, that's great. And that's fine. As long as it's not me, because I'm like, I'm like Paul when he writes to that church at Corinth. You know, Paul's like, I planted Apollos water, right. but God calls the increase. Yeah. Right. And so what we have to do is, friends, listen to me. Work for Jesus. Yes. It's worth it. Yep. Right. You'll you'll I mean, listen, if you don't work for no other reason, you'll work to get the reward that's there at the Bema seat, to get a crown, to throw back mm -hmm. at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I want every special um, uh, stone and precious stone and, and gold and silver that I can get. Man, I want to have just this bedazzled out crown right. to throw at the feet of Jesus. To throw it at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Right. I don't get to wear it. I am. I, I said it a few weeks ago. I'm a nobody from nowhere. Mm. But I want to have something to throw back at the feet of Jesus. Right. Yes. I, so I don't get to wear the throne. Mm -hmm. We throw them back to Jesus. Right. And how sad would it be to have nothing, nothing to show for it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, you do all this stuff. And so he's answering that he's growing their theology, which your theology ought to be growing every day. And so then they do call him in to the, to in front of the Pharisees. And, you know, they're questioning, they're giving them the business there, as it were. And so they send him out and then they call him back mm -hmm. and call his parents in. Right. And are like, what's the deal? And I mean, come on, mom. Come on, dad. Right. What in the world? They were afraid. Afraid to be kicked out of the synagogue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're talking about your son here. Right. And so then then they say, you know, um, they go back and they're like, so the second time they called him and said, give glory to God. There it is. He's calling him to discredit Jesus. Uh, they were uh, they were doing everything they could to discredit this miracle. Right. Which you talked about. Mm-hmm. And and the give glory to God. Do you remember back in the Old Testament the story of Achan? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe in the book of Joshua. Remember Achan stole the stuff yeah. from Jericho when mm -hmm. God said, Don't take anything. Yep. God says you can take this, but don't take anything mm -hmm. else. And Achan stole like some um shirts, uh, tunics, not mm -hmm. shirts, but shirt, some gold and some of this, and you know, and he put them in his tent and remember. So then they defeat Jericho, they roll up to AI. And they're like, we're not even going to send everybody to AI. Right. And Jesus. so they roll up there like they're self-righteous and get thumped. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and then and then Joshua is all pouty-mouthed, yep. if you read it. I mean, literally, yes. he was pouty-mouthed. <laughs> what do we do? And God's going, dude, why are you here? Mm -hmm. If you would do as I say and be obedient, yes. this is to tell us something. Oh, good. This is good. Yes. Our disobedience can cause problems for other people. Yes. One dude. For the whole... Cause the whole nation right? to lose a battle, one mm -hmm. dude, one mm -hmm. family, right? And it didn't get by God. Mm -mm. And so, you know, he's like, All right, here's what you're gonna do tomorrow walk them by by clans, and I'm gonna tell you which clan, and then I'll tell you which family, right? And then I'll tell you which son, and then I'll tell you which one. Mm -hmm. Yep, 
And, and he there did. it was. And he did. And so in that when when and when Achan is found to be him and his wife, and by the way, not only did Achan die, although he was the one that took the stuff, his whole yeah. family got stoned. Mm-hmm. Well, that stinks. <laughs> but what Joshua said was give glory to God. Mm-hmm. And this evil thing, all the man did was take some stuff that was inconsequential, really. But in God's eyes, it was not. Right. See, that's what we do. Right. Because in God had, I mean, he disobeyed God. God said, don't God take it. God had a mandate. There was a mandate. Right. Don't really. Don't take it. Don't and, do it. But he did. Right. And it caused problems. He's like, give glory to God in this evil thing you've done. Mm-hmm. And so that that's really what I think they're hearkening back to. Mm. Everybody, every male would have known that story. Right, right. Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. Mm-hmm. Referring to Jesus. Yeah. Right. Once and, again. And why did they say that? Why did they know that say that they knew he was a sinner? Because that goes back up to the fact that it was the Sabbath. Yeah. And he, quote unquote, wasn't keeping the Sabbath because he healed on the Sabbath. Yeah. Right. That's why they said that they knew he was a sinner. Why is it people want to put these <laughs> religious Whatever's meant on people. Mm-hmm. Like even today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people, you know, I'm so thankful around here we're not like this. We're not perfect at Marion Baptist Church, but, you know, we don't get caught up on dress code. Man, if you roll up here, we yeah. got dudes in suits. Yep. Ladies, I mean, to the nines, uh-huh. decked out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you got me. <laughs> I preach in jeans most of the time. I mean, I wear a suit a, mm-hmm. a bit. Right. But you'll find the whole gamut. Yes. Um. And and so often the things we argue about in churches are nothing more than personal preferences. I don't I don't preach any better in a suit than I do a pair of jeans. Right. Matter of fact, I probably preach better in a pair of jeans because I'm more comfortable. <laughs> but anyway, so they're just after him because he's doing something quote unquote on on. And you know he tells them in other places. I know when he did the man with the hand, he's like, "Have you not read? Right. Where David? Yes." Ate the showbread uh-huh. because they were hungry. He right. wasn't a priest, right. or he said, or the priest that they that eat the showbread when they're about to put in new. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, mm-hmm. how many of you guys would have a bull or something to fall in a pit? You wouldn't pull him out, right? That was uh, in that time, right? Not doing a Sabbath. So then he says, and "I love this guy, whether he's a sinner or not. <laughs> I ain't got a clue, right? I love that." Right. But one, I love the one things you one know, we thing should I do, do know. that. One thing I do know. I know. Yeah. It is so much better when you can say that, isn't it? Yeah. Here's what I know. Mm-hmm. I was blind. Right. But now I see. Right. And that goes back. That makes me think of the, um, and you're probably headed this way, but you know, when we talk about, um, telling others about <laughs> our relationship with Jesus and telling and introducing them to Jesus and talking to them about Jesus. That's really all that we need to yeah. say is one thing I know I was fill in the blank, but now I'm fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just saying what Jesus did for you. I was, but, blind, now, but I now I see. Right. Right. This is who I was. Right. I met Jesus, yep. had an experience with him. And now I've not been the same since. Right. That's basically what this dude said. Mm-hmm. I was blind. Yeah. I had an encounter with this guy named Jesus. Right. I don't know what he is. I don't know if he's a sinner. I mean, he sort of leads you to think he'd go, 
how amazing is this? You don't know where he's from, right. and yet he did this miracle? Come on now. Right. Right. My dad used to say that. I go, come on now, come on now. <laughs> when he, when you were something was unnerved him, and it was sort of obvious, and you were going against it. Come on now. And so he's like, and and then listen to the self righteousness. And so they reviled her. You're his disciple. He never once said he was. He just said, I got healed. Right. They were so mad. Listen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know you are winning the argument when folk just start accusing you of stuff you never said or did. Right, right, yes. Yep, yep. You're his disciple. We, he he becomes his disciple later on. Uh-huh. I mean, if you know, the part where I stopped you. Right. And, G, and the man said, I do believe. Yeah. And he says who he was. But he had said it then. They go, well, we're disciples of Moses. Mm-hmm. Well, hoity toward you. <laughs> but they were looking at credentials, not truth right and you know we are just and i just wrote down i really wrote down self-righteous mm-hmm. which is all that they were mm-hmm. they wanted it to be what what is the big deal and we're, we're going to sort of end here because we're getting close to the end unbelievably <laughs> i don't like doing this dan i don't like having it in front of me <laughs> what's the big deal about works why can't works get us to heaven well if it was if it was based on works then it would be based on us and not based on God, but also because um, where would you put the the line for how much works is enough? Where would that where would that be? I mean, that would just be like a sliding scale that no one would ever be able to reach it. Yeah, because what if I have different abilities right, than you got? Right, right. And so, but it also it it nullifies the. Um, the sacrifice that Jesus made and Jesus made that sacrifice because that's what was necessary. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that's why it's, and, and by the way, what if I do more work than you? Do I right. get to be closer to right. the cross? Right. Not the cross, cross on me in heaven, but do I get closer to the throne? Right. And you're going to be way in the back or up? Well, <clears throat> let's be honest. I'd be way in the back. You'd be way up front. I'd be way in the back. Um, but yeah, so it's not about works. And this guy's like, you guys are basing everything on what you think. He's, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love that. They kept saying what they thought. He said what he knew. Yes. <clears throat> and you can't, you can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell me all day long what you think about Jesus. I can tell you what I know about Jesus. Right. I mean, you can say you think this, this, this. You don't think he's this. You don't think. And listen to where you don't think. You don't think. I can tell you. I know. I know. I know. Because I've experienced him. Right. And I know he changed my life. Mm-hmm. There's no other explanation. Right. Well, in this guy, I mean, he's he's answering them. Um, you know, how amazing thing that you don't know where he comes from. But yet, God would not listen to him if he were a sinner. God yeah. would not have listened to him when, when he said to open, have my eyes be open, if he were a sinner. And so this man, it's like, he knew a little bit more than the Pharisees yeah. and all of their self-righteousness. Well, he had faith. They had yes. stinking the law. Right, absolutely, right. The law puts in bondage, faith for Yes, these. absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, because I was just sitting there reading it once again. You know, you had read it. The man said, never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. Mm-hmm. If this man were not from God, he could, could do, do nothing. nothing. Yes, what a great statement. Absolutely. Great statement. And then, 
<laughs> once again, once again, when somebody starts going back at you and accusing you and calling you names, you know you won that. Yeah. You going to teach us? You were born in utter sin. Well, what were they born well, I, in? I, that is exactly the thought I had when I read that sentence. I was like, what? They were born in sin too. They were born the exact same way. <laughs> one dude, one woman, both sinners come together. Okay, boop, out pops a baby, and you make a sinner. Yes. What were they thinking? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then they threw him out. And I love it. We didn't deal with this, but then Jesus, when Jesus heard they cast him out, he found him. Yes. So that's what Jesus does. He always finds us. He always finds us. He'll find you wherever you're at out there. Yeah. It doesn't matter what country you're in, what city in the country. He doesn't care your your socioeconomic status, your gender, your race. By the way, there's only two genders. <laughs> um he just cares that you're a human and he died for you. Yes. And he'll find you. Right. He leaves the 99 yep. to find the one. Yep. That's right. I'm so thankful he did that for me. Me too. So, all right, big thought. Um, you ask how we will get through a whole chapter today. We just did. I know. Ex- well, except we didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miss Technicality over there. <laughs> um. I don't know. My I guess my big thought is going back to the um the having the glory of God be displayed. And so no matter what is going on in our life that that's we ought to be making sure that the glory of God is being displayed. Whether it's, you know, God is doing great and marvelous things in us or God is working quietly and mm-hmm. and in small things in us because he's always working in us. Always. And so we ought to be giving glory to him in all things. Here's mine. How would you answer? Mm. If somebody said, give glory to God, you would know this man was a sinner. Mm -hmm. Could you say like this, dude, I don't know about all that, but one thing I do know. Right. What do you know about Jesus? Right. And by the way, if you say, well, I've known everything I do, no, no, you don't. Mm -mm. No, you don't. Mm -mm. And so I encourage you to study, to show thyself approved. Yes. To know him more and more every day. Yep. Pray for us. Father, we thank you for the truths that are here. And we thank you that um, every time we open your word, there is something new because your word is living and active. And so I pray that we would never be comfortable in what we know about you, but that we would always be seeking to learn more and to know more. And that um, we also would always be seeking to give you glory. And so we thank you for these truths and we pray that we would allow them to not just resonate in our heads, but that they would be in our hearts so that our lives would be changed so that we can become more and more like you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. This is my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Dan, hope you feel better. And this is the Mosaic of Marion. And um, see you later, guys. Bye, y'all.